Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, February the 9th, 2023. It is currently 1.48 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, you've probably heard about the earthquake, where currently the death toll is now over 20,000 people. Over 20,000 people have died in an earthquake, and the headlines basically read, all hope is lost, hope is fading. It's just for those who are trapped under the rubble, getting to them, and they still being alive is, well, is becoming less and less of a reality. There may be some people clinging on to hope, but people continue to die because of this earthquake quake being trapped or because of crush injuries or those types of things. It's a horrible event. It is troubling. It's tragic. It's devastating. But I mean, all, I mean, look, it it doesn't have to take an earthquake. Just every day there is pain and suffering all around us. There's tragedies, sometimes on a small scale, sometimes on a large scale, as far as numbers are concerned or, or how we may view it. But for every person involved in that tragedy, it's of a massive scale. Like it may only involve one person, but for the people connected to that tragedy, it's massive. And then for other times, it may involve 300 people. So we say, well, it's massive. Well, it's massive in number, but it's massive for every single individual who's involved in that tragedy. But life is filled with pain, suffering, and tragedy from murder from to rape, to child, child molestation, to abuse, to starvation, to, to horrible diseases, to childhood diseases. There are children right now in hospitals with terminal diseases who are fighting for their life, and many of them will never see the year, the age of 12 or the age of 14 or the age of 16. They're never going to experience so much of life. Their whole life is they were born with a horrible childhood disease that was basically terminal. They had a death sentence, and they, and they have fought and fought and fought and fought, and so, at some point that fight will come to an end. It is horrible. And when you see all of this suffering within the Christian community, it is very common to say, all right, pray about this situation, pray about this situation, pray about this situation. And I understand that. And I do believe the Bible calls us to pray. And I think it's perfectly okay to ask for prayer. But at the same time, there is a reality. There is a there is a, a truth that is hard for us to comprehend. There's a truth for, for us. It is, there's a truth that nobody wants to face. There's a truth that nobody in the church wants to discuss. Those outside of the church who may be skeptical or who have deconstructed, they bring these questions up. And many Christians kind of shrug their shoulders and just like, you unbeliever, you don't have enough faith, and are very dismissive. But I believe many times, now not in obviously every situation, but in many times these questions come from a, a great place of pain and confusion, and they don't understand. And I think sometimes they're bothered that Christians seem to not to be so dismissive of these situations. Well, let me explain the truth that I'm referring to. Let me explain the reality that nobody wants to deal with. When you ask someone, hey, here's this horrible tragedy, 20,000 people dead in this earthquake, 
please pray about it. We have to at least acknowledge, I am praying to the God that at the very least, at the very minimum, let it happen unless you don't believe God is all-powerful. And you would have to believe at the very minimum, at the very least, God knew about it, that knew it was going to happen before it happened. So what, what, whatever you believe in regards to God's sovereignty, if you believe God is all-powerful and all-knowing, then you, you, we are praying to the very God whose power could have intervened but did not, whose knowledge could have prevented it but did not, and we're praying to that God. It's like, hey, hey, please pray. My child was just injured horribly in a car accident. Okay, I'm going to pray to the God who let it happen, who didn't stop it from happening. We have to we have to embrace that very uncomfortable feeling. And nobody wants to embrace it. And I understand why. It makes it uncomfortable. And I know as a pastor and in church, you're not supposed to talk about this, but I don't know how Christians, we cannot deny this reality. Please pray for, for all the people suffering in the earthquake. The God who allowed the earthquake to happen, the God who did not stop the earthquake from happening, and the God who clearly has not intervened in this because 20,000 people are dead. Now that, when I bring that up, it makes people very uncomfortable. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. I'm trying to make you realize we have to deal with this difficulty. And someone sent me an email that reads this way. And I want to at least begin to address it now. We're not going to finish everything now, but I at least want to begin to address it and throw out some initial thoughts. They asked this question, if God is sovereign and has already predestined everything, why pray at all for anything? Why would there be biblical principles that seem to contradict each other? First of all, I love the question. See, I don't perceive anyone asking that question to have little faith. I don't perceive anyone asking that that question to have a lack of faith or a weak faith. I, I believe people who ask that question have a strong faith. I believe they have a stronger faith because they realize this is a problem. And you're right. The Bible obviously seems to have principles that seem to contradict each other. And, and, and I said, seem to. And you can't email me and say, that's not true. Give me a break. If the Bible's you know, principles were simple and straightforward, we would not have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of denominations and churches and ministries all saying absolutely different things. We'd be like, there's the principle. And everybody would be like, of course, that's the principle. We all agree on it. So this is a struggle. And you can say, why is it that way? Well, I can't answer that question because I would have to ask God why, especially if we believe scripture is inspired by God. I will say this, part of the problem is infallible, all-knowing God versus fallible, not all-knowing men, right? And women. In other words, God is all-knowing and infallible. We are fallible and we definitely don't know everything. So there's always going to be a struggle. There's always going to be difficulty. But someone asks, so if God is sovereign and predestined everything, then why pray at all? Well, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Whatever you want to say about predestined. However, we, because that, that's such a loaded word and everyone loses their mind. Let's at least deal with this. God created everything. That gives him some kind of power and control, right? He, 
you have to believe he's all-knowing or you have an, a God who doesn't know everything, which would be really disturbing and really problematic. And you have to believe God is all-powerful. He created everything. So we, whatever you want to say about God predestined or his eternal decrees, we can set all of that aside, right? Obviously, you know, I, hold, I, I, hold, I, I use the London Baptist Confession of Faith. So I do believe, and I believe scripture says that he works all things according to his good pleasure and will. So I do believe the Bible shows his sovereignty, but we can set that aside for now. I just want to know if you have a God who is, who is creator, all-powerful and all-knowing, then whatever happens... God has to have some part in it some way, shape, or form, or at least he's allowing it to happen. And we have, we have examples in scripture where clearly he intervened. He changed the way things worked. So clearly meaning he can and has the power to do so. But we have clear, we have contradictory things even in the Bible. Well, not even contradictory things, but things that are hard to understand. Why does he show up to raise Lazarus from the dead and leave John the Baptist in prison to get his head removed? Right? Clearly, God's ways are not our ways, and God's will are not our will. So some people ask this question, so why pray at all? Well, here's my first simple answer. The Bible seems to tell us to pray without ceasing. The Bible says when you pray, not if you pray. The Bible assumes that as a believer, we will pray and bring our petitions and requests and hurts and pain and confession and praise and thanksgiving to this all-powerful, all-knowing God even when we don't understand and don't know what he's doing. You say, well, why pray? Well, we're commanded to pray. But here's the way I tend to look at it. And I don't know if this is helpful. Right? I don't know if this is helpful in any way, shape, or form. It may not be perfect. It may not be perfect. But let me try to explain. When it comes to God's sovereignty, when it comes to God's power, his knowledge, his omniscience, his omnipotence, omnipresence. I mean, he's present everywhere at all times. So, I mean, he knows what's going on. I mean, there's some, when you look at God's attributes, how those attributes work the way, how those attributes impact and work the way they do in a world in which we see, I will never understand. And it's, it's beyond my, my comprehension. But just because I don't understand it, I, all I can do is to try to, press forward. Let me, let me give you an example. I can sit here in front of this microphone and teach and preach, explain, comment, but in a, another, but I'm not really in control in a certain way, right? Am I really in control? Because guess what? There's other things that control, even if these words are going to be heard by anybody. This laptop right here, it's really, it's in control, not me, because at any point it could shut down. It could reboot. It would ruin the live, live broadcast. The internet, it could, it could go down at any time, which it has. And immediately it shows you're not in control. So I can say, well, since I'm not really in control and I don't really know if this thing is going to work or not work, I don't know if it's really going to happen or not happen. I'm just not going to broadcast anymore because I don't know. I mean, how many times has the internet gone down in a live broadcast? Way too many times. So I'm not really in control. I'm not really, I mean, I think I'm in control. I like, okay, I'm going to say this, but really there's something else controlling what's going to happen. Is this live broadcast ever going to air? Is this, is this actually being recorded? I've got to rely on stuff that I don't know. I don't know how this laptop works. I don't understand how everything about the internet works, but so in some ways it's in charge. So should I just not do anything? 
And I'm not saying that's a perfect illustration. I just see that this is the way it works. God is sovereign and all powerful. I don't understand it. And in one way, I don't know why I would pray to him because he let this happen. But I know this, I am invited, I am called to, that I can approach the throne of grace and say, God, I don't, and and I just think sometimes we feel like we have to pray a certain way. I think sometimes I can just say, Lord, I don't understand why 20,000 people are dead today. I don't understand why these people died in an earthquake. I don't know why you didn't prevent the earthquake. I don't know why you didn't stop the earthquake. But I lift this I lift this situation up to you. I pray for peace and comfort and and you know, I pray for you to to move in a way. I, I want I want the suffering to be eliminated. I want people not to die. I want people to be found. I, and just all I can do is just pour out my heart and say this is what I want. This is what I this is what I want to happen. I want you to intervene. I want you to bring peace. I want you to bring comfort. I want, I want, I, this is what I want. I don't, I, I, there's no guarantee it's going to happen because I'm not in charge. It's like, all I can do is turn on the microphone and say, Lord, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I hope. This is what I wish. And I don't like the word wish, but you get the idea. This is what I'm longing for. This is what we need. But Lord, you're, I, I'm not in control. I have no control here. It's not my will, but your will be done. Now, the question is, well, does my praying change anything? Well, God is sovereign. It can't ultimately change his eternal plan unless you're saying God did. Like every time someone prays, God's like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to change. Okay, we're going to change this. We're going to change that. We're going to change it. And I know sometimes the Bible seems to describe prayer changing God. And you could argue it's not that God has changed it, but we changed and God responds to the change. And we could go on and on and on. Not theologians have been arguing and arguing about this forever. I just perceive it that I'm not in control when I turn this microphone on. Everything else controls whether this is ever going to be heard. Look, I'm not even in control on which platforms this will show up because they could delete it. YouTube has taken content down. Sermons 2.0, they could delete something. Like, like there's so much that's out of my control. But I still turn on the microphone and do the best I can. I still make my mistakes. And now I may be, I may... I'm in control of trying to eliminate those mistakes. I'm I'm in control of whether I, you know, the last live broadcast I did, I deleted it. 46 minutes, I deleted it because I, I wasn't happy about it. So I was in control of that. But guess what? I could have posted that 46-minute broadcast and some other platform could have deleted. There's so much in my life that's out of my control. So much in my life that's out of my control. And so much of my life is out of my control because God is the one ultimately in control. But even if you want to remove his control, you've got to acknowledge what's happening. He's, he's not intervening. He's not stopping. He's allowing, right? We have to at least acknowledge that. So what I, all I can do is God exists. This world that I live in, this reality, I cannot ignore. And sometimes when I see what's happening in this world, I'm praying to a God who knew all of this was going to happen. And I don't understand what he's doing, how he's doing it. But I know that I seem to be invited to approach the throne of grace and be able to plead and beg and cry out to God. Because the Psalms are filled with crying out to God, sometimes expressing pain, sometimes expressing confusion, sometimes expressing doubt, sometimes expressing hope, sometimes expressing thanksgiving. And sometimes I can just do the same thing. Lord, I don't know what's going on. This person's suffering. I don't know why they're suffering. I don't know why they're suffering. I don't know why they have cancer. And I don't know if they're going to even be healed of cancer. I would wish 
that they would be. I wish, I wish, and again, I don't like the word wish. I hope, I long for, I know wish is not a, a good theological term to use. I'm just expressing it in the most human way I can. Why you pray? Scripture tells us to. Why you pray? Because there is a God that invites us to. We have examples of scripture of people praying. But at the same time, I'm not going to deny the difficulty in it. Lord, 20,000 plus people have died because of the earthquake Turkey in, in Turkey. I think Turkey and Syria, if I remember correctly. Lord, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. I've heard the audio of people trapped screaming, these blood-curdling screams. It's horrific to hear. Like the video is just, and the audio is horrific. There was a woman trapped who gave birth to a baby. I mean, some of the things happening there is just insane to read and hear about. I don't understand it. But I I believe I can still approach God and say, God, this is happening and I don't understand and I wish something would happen. You say, well, again, I keep using the word wish because, because sometimes, I, because I, and I guess I use that term because I want to convey that I can just bring the request, but there's no guarantee, there's no guarantee that God's going to do anything that I want, hope, or long for. There's just, there's no guarantee of that. And I just know that from my own personal experience. 24 hours inside a church begging God, Lord, please, I'm a brand new Christian my mom's not even 40 years of age. Lord, please, 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 please let her wake back up so I can at least say something to her. Let us be able to at least talk. And she's dead. Lord, my father has cancer. He died. I mean, I can give hundreds of examples. You know, I don't know. Where were you on September the 11th, 2001, when the towers were on fire? Did you make a prayer of the Lord? Please let everyone get out safe. Lord, make sure everyone is safe. Make sure as many people can get, and they come crashing down. Did everyone get out safe? No. Were people trapped? Yes. Did some people literally leap from those buildings to their death and God did not catch them? Boats have sunk and the people drowned. God did not rescue them. People have been caught in burning buildings or in forest fires and they burned to death and God did not rescue them. People have been trapped under rubble for an earthquake and nobody found them or when they did find them, it was too late. It's this never-ending tension so why pray? I, all, all I can say, this is the thing about faith. Faith grabs onto what we don't understand, right? What we can't see. God's word tells me this is who God is. Reality tells me what I experience and see. The Bible does not deny the pain and suffering and reality of life because we see it right here, right? We see it. We see John the Baptist being imprisoned and killed. Well, Jesus is there. Jesus is healing other people, not John the Baptist. 
God's ways are not our ways. His will is not our will. And I don't understand. You say, well, why would he will? I, I don't know. Why would he create a world knowing sin was going to be in it? I mean, there, I mean, for, for every, I mean, for every question. So my approach to it is this. I don't understand it. I, like there's only, I can understand what scripture says. Pray without ceasing. Okay. I'm supposed to pray. I, I'm, I'm not good at it. I'll just be, I, I I'm not going to sit here and put any pretense I'm not going to be pious. I, I, praying is hard for me. I have struggles with praying just because of some of the things that happened young in my Christian life, people dying who I'm praying for. And it's like, well, what? And, and, and I understand that. Feel. Well, what's the point then? I don't know. God tells me to do it. So I just have to try to, Lord, please hear, hear me, hear me out and just confess and, and, and confess everything I'm feeling give my prayer of lament my 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 spiritual scream just letting god know how i feel at the same time i know i can always praise god no matter how bad the circumstances is because he sent his only son to die for me i'm breathing i can thank you for his grace and mercy i can think because of jesus christ i've been adopted into the family of god my sins have been paid for. So there's always something to thank God for. There's always something to praise God for because even when I don't understand his attributes, I can praise him for his holiness, for his power and for his knowledge and for his wisdom. Even though I don't know why sometimes that power, wisdom and knowledge is not used to do what I need done. So there's always these different parts of prayer we can engage in when it comes to the interceding and, and petition and intercession. I mean, I can intercede for other people, but sometimes I'm interceding for them because they're suffering, but the God, the people, the person I'm praying to is the one who's allowed the suffering. It's very hard for me to reconcile, but scripture tells me to do so. But there are these conflicting realities in scripture. And that's where faith comes in. Scripture can only get me... Scripture gives me knowledge to at least understand what is revealed, but there's so much about God that isn't revealed. I don't understand why. I don't understand. There's so much I don't understand why. And that's why I love the book of Job. Job never got the why. He was never given an explanation. And it seems horrible and cruel. But if Job's if the book of Job would have ended with God giving him an answer, I would feel like I could never relate to that book. But I can relate to a book where I'm like, I don't understand either. I mean, I would, I would say, why pray? Kind of comes down to, the, to the, the last part of Job. Who am I to ask why? Because God's just going to respond with questions that I can't answer. I'm just like, does scripture tell me to pray? Yes. Does script, scripture invite me to pray? Yes. Then do it. Does scripture tell me to praise and thank God? Yes. Then I'll just do it. And I'm always going to fall short and probably doing it the way I'm supposed to and how I'm supposed to. I'm just always trying to be as real as I can. On one hand, why pray? 
You are praying to the creator of the universe. So if you're going to pray, that's the person to pray to. That's the God to pray to, right? The one who created everything, the one who holds everything together. That is the one to bring your request. And note, praying to anything else is not going to be sufficient. I mean, why pray to anyone else when you can pray to the one who created everything, who's all-powerful, all-knowing, and holds all things together? Even if you want to argue against him being sovereignly in control or eternal decrees, or or even if you want to argue against predestination, still that's the one you would want to do. It still leads to, to philosophical problems. Why do I broadcast when I'm literally not in control? Well, because I feel that I should broadcast to try to put forth theological concepts. I want to try to help and minister to people. I I think, I don't know, maybe there's... I don't know how I don't know how to, to don't, don't put it this way. There is no reconciling all of it because it is. It, I mean, if it wasn't confusing, there wasn't. There wouldn't be all of these problems that we have in theology and disagreements. All we can do is do our best to kind of just barely. We're reaching out, trying to grasp the eternal. We're reaching out and trying to grasp the all-knowing. We're trying to reach and grasp the all-powerful, and we're doing so with feeble, weak hands and a mind that is fallible and does not possess all knowledge and all wisdom. And it's always going to lead to some confusion because God doesn't always tell us. See, like right now, I'm broadcasting live. The microphone, the computer, and the internet, none of them are explaining to me how this is working, what's happening. They're not explaining anything to me. Nothing is being explained. Well, in a sense, there's all this stuff happening beyond our ability to see it, and we don't understand why. And and some people say, well, one day it will make sense. I don't know if it will ever make sense. I don't know if we'll ever be given any explanation. Maybe when we get to heaven, and in a sense, you know, depending on how you understand what our state will be, some people say we will know all at that point or we'll have an understanding. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I All I know is whether – I don't – I put it this way. Ultimately – it doesn't matter if I ever get the answer. Because at some point I just have to say, you're God and I'm not. And if I remove God from it and, and embrace atheism and ag- or become an atheist or an agnostic, I even have less answers. Nothing makes any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. Everything is just chance and, and accident and there's no greater plan. There's nothing transcendent. Why pray? A beautiful, powerful question. And all I can say is, I think we pray. Here's my own thoughts. I pray, not necessarily in order to get something. I pray so that me, fleshly, not all-knowing, sinful human being that I attempt to wrestle with the spiritual. I try to set my mind on the spiritual. I try to, that I am just, I'm just entering into this, God, you're there and I'm here and I don't understand and I don't know why this has happened. And that 
if I approach prayer like I'm really wrestling and struggling with God in order for me to be changed, maybe not the circumstance to be changed, but to change me, that I think spiritually, that I put my focus on you, that I'm learning to trust in what I don't understand. Maybe we pray just because it it forces us to, to wrestle with that which we don't that we do not know and we do not understand. I'll stop right there. I, I have an entire article here in front of me about why I pray if God is sovereign. And maybe we will explore that in another episode. But I just I saw the email and it's been it's been like I'm like, man, I gotta respond to that as soon as I can. It's been like 24 or 48 hours. And I'm like, this person asking a question needs something. So I wanted to at least struggle with it for you and with you and hope that this provides some comfort. But email me back if you need to, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. As I end, one person emailed me and they just said, I'm praying for the people in Turkey and Syria. And you know what? I kind of love that. Like they, they're like, I'm not going to make a, they, they didn't offer any answers. I was like, I'm just going to pray. And you know what? We can pray and pray for, we can bring every request before God. We don't, may not understand it. I don't understand it, but we can do that. Thank you for listening. Email me again, newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back probably later with some more live broadcast. God bless.